What's up? Welcome back to the Menopod Podcast. As always, I'm Josh Lyles, joined by my co-hosts, Hunter Cox, Randy Green, Josh Green. What's up, y'all? I was to say that. Yeah, it's yeah, great. What's absolutely. up? Hello. What up, fam? Hey, uh, it's been just a little bit since we've we've met together, as always. About it's a like, month. Uh, once, once a month thing. <laughs> A lot can happen. I mean, we're in a together month. a lot. Yeah, we're we together a lot, I mean, but we don't we don't really do this every week. Yes. Me and Randy were exercising in the park together yesterday. We were. Me. One of just us kidding. had on an extra weighted vest. <laughs> the other of us was just carrying his normal meat vest that he normally has. <laughs> meat vest. You, you had something extra. You had a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Who walks <laughs> and exercises with a cigar? Bro, Who maybe that's that? the secret. Maybe maybe you're onto something. Were you really wearing a weighted vest? Yeah. Oh my He's gosh, getting ready for Murph. So Murph is coming up. Were you really wearing a meat vest? <laughs> <laughs> All the time, baby. I know what you mean by that, but I just, well done. I just got yeah. this picture in my head of yeah. you're just wearing like Lady Gaga. Mine's not really a vest. Mine's <laughs> turning into a donut. Just a little yeah. s- small donut. A little glazed. Uh, cool. Well, uh, exercise in the park. Anybody else do anything um, interesting or noteworthy since last time we met together? My wife and I had a couple days getaway, and that was nice just to unplug. We needed it, and we got a couple more coming up in the summer. So, got something to look forward to. Cool. Very good. Where'd y'all, y'all? We just did an overnight in San Angelo. San Angelo's kind of lame, but just getting away <laughs> and being chill and just eating good food, that's where it's at. I don't necessarily care where we go. It's more just like spending some un, unhindered, like unrushed time. It's real fun. That's cool. what we need. Now, Randy, you spent like some time in San Angelo. Do you feel like San Angelo's... Terrible place. San Angelo has a very special place in my heart for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah, it's not like the entertainment capital of the world or anything like can you, that. Can you tell us some sandblasting stories from McCoy? <laughs> that was from Patterson Drilling. Oh, my fault. My fault. Uh, McCoy's, McCoy's hardware store. Well, whatever. McCoy's was one of my favorite jobs ever. I only worked there like nine months, but I was the yard foreman. One of my favorite jobs ever. So, love that place. What's love the one thing you learned that you still put into practice from McCoy's? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was my first, like, uh, so I was yard foreman. So I was actually managing the yard guys there after a little while. That was my first actual job with responsibility other than just being just a normal run of the mill employee. You know, I had a little bit of responsibility. Uh, so that was really valuable. But outside of that, uh, I just enjoyed the work. I enjoyed the people and McCoy's. I haven't looked at them in a long time, but I mean, they're pretty good guys. I you know, they took care of their managers. They send their like managers on marriage retreats and all this kind of stuff. And they, I don't know if they still do all that. Like I said, that was many moons ago, but I just enjoyed everything about working there. So no sarcasm. Uh, when Randy was in San Angelo, he really, his faith went to a new level. And as his younger bro, I saw that. And that kind of like was a very big turning point for me seeing him actually live out his faith in real life and not just be like a Sunday morning thing. I feel like that was the first like, kind of real glimpse I've got of that. And that it really was a marker for my life. So. Yeah, absolutely. was like I said, San Angelo has a, it, yeah. it does have a very special place. Anytime I go back there, you know, it just kind of matter of fact, Keeley did a CrossFit competition, uh, like two blocks away from that McCoy's mm-hmm. a couple weekends ago. And that was pretty awesome. You know, just driving by, That's and, cool. You know, the old apartment and, you know, the churches and all that stuff, man. So, uh, it was good, man. That's great. Let's Thank go back you. to being sarcastic. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I brought my daughter back from San Marcos uh, a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. Uh, she is our kid that is very responsible, very well put together. She had most <laughs> everything loaded up in her own vehicle. I literally had about five things I had to grab. I, we spent more time waiting on the elevator than we did actually <laughs> loading her stuff up that she had left over. She's definitely more uh, responsible than all of us in here. So exactly, yeah, yeah. Probably combined. So she had the, the refrigerator and the shower. She had thawed it, all this kind of stuff, you know, uh, wiped stuff down. And literally, I, so I drove five hours there. was in San Marcos a total of about an hour um, and uh, five hours back, brought her back home. So that's been good having her back. Are you a driver? Do you like to drive? I love you it. Like man, that. Yeah. yeah, not a problem at all. Yeah. Do it for work quite a bit and uh, enjoy it. Something about it, you know. Just You're a big like, driver, aren't you? I like you to like, drive. Love yeah, to yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah, I like to drive. Matter of fact, yesterday I was uh, even going to lunch. Just kind of took the long way, long way home down some roads I, I hadn't really been down. It's just the nice time of year too, you know, spring into summer, and it's like it just feels good. Roll the windows down. Mm-hmm. 
my beard blowing the wind. You you even offered to drive our vehicle I to did. South Carolina. Yeah. Because I was I was I'm for real about that, okay? Yeah. Just so you know. But yeah, go well, ahead. We can tell the the podsters. I've, yeah, podsters. Pods, I don't know. I don't know. Killed that. You might cut that or keep it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Lauren and I matched with a, a mom in South Carolina to uh, adopt a baby boy next week. As we're crazy, as we're yeah. recording the pod. Yeah. So we are super excited, nervous, it's all the emotions. Awesome, Can I tell you yeah. something? We're thrilled for you, Listen, yeah. man. You're not going to know what to do ever. <laughs> and it's going to be perfectly fine. God's yep. got you. Yep. yep. It's awesome. Yeah, we're just leaning into that. So. Uh, that was the day my allergies bothered me. I was I had some an allergic reaction to the, that news. Yeah. <laughs> had a little little dust my, in my wife, just, a, just a little tickle. My wife has gotten teared up multiple times about it. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, it's just so sweet. I'm like, it is. It's like, yeah. what are you crying uh, for? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I was very, very, very happy, very excited. Yeah. I, uh, I, I told... <clears throat> Lauren surprised me when I got home. She knew she found out the day, you know, that it happened and we were supposed to get an email about it. So I'm stressing out all day. Emails <laughs> coming Jesus. through. Yeah. So everyone that comes through, I'm like, <gasps> and then it wasn't, you know, it didn't yeah. turn out to be anything. Then I text Lauren and like, Hey, do we need to call and see what's going on? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Well, you know, she's, you know, probably in school or something. We need to wait. So, uh, I get back home. And uh, walk in, and she's got this big surprise for me in there. She knew since like yeah. ten o'clock that morning. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. <laughs> so I'm stressing out. Put you all through day. it all day. Yeah, huh? she just yeah. put me through the ringer all day. So how did she tell? Was it like the she had it laid out in, baby the, in or the nursery the oven or something? Yeah, it was like a sign that said tea time June 2023. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I had cool. some shoes out and a blanket and stuff, so it was pretty cool. You, you like to drink tea? <laughs> hey, we were really right. big, You're big. talking about golf when you first said that. For real, I thought. Oh, I tea thought parties. he was joking. Tea parties. That's sweet. That's <laughs> you were dead serious. You're a little too young yeah. to drink tea. There's at a couple that point, of bags of Earl Grey on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really are proud of you guys and excited for y'all, man. It's Heck gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah, we're pumped. So, yeah, just prayers for travel and stay and travel back. 18 hours in a car definitely pray for lauren you know is is it's just me and her on the way up (laughs) (laughs) way back that'll be interesting we'll have to break that up i will say uh after our first child you know you're in the hospital and you know there's nurses everywhere and when they tell you you can leave the hospital uh, that is a scary, scary feeling. You're like, which uh, one of y'all's coming with exactly, me? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many nurses yeah. are going to come? They're like, no, you can like leave, and I'm like, I can leave with this child, like, like in the car seat or whatever. And we drove like ten minutes. You're going to drive like uh, eight, you're going to have eighteen, 18 hours, hours to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, our Callie, our first kid, Callie had a C-section, and then they they released us like, and we left as early as we could. Every other kid, they're like, you can stay next year. We're like, yes, please, we will stay as long <laughs> yeah. as as possible. Yeah. You will we welcome will us in. We will yeah. stay. Yeah. I remember a uh, trip. So so we adopted uh, two of our three kids, um, and for the first one, it was kind of kind of back and forth, and we had to go get uh, fingerprinted, and she was already in our custody, and and uh, we lived in a small town, kind of. Uh, west of Fort Worth, and so we drove from there to the um, east side of Fort Worth, and it was probably hour and forty five minutes. Uh, and Berkeley was two months, something like that. Nonstop crying. <laughs> no, I swear, I swear, not, not a good start. I'm telling you, nonstop crying. Like, it, like I had to, I had to pull over, and and I had to walk around the car for my sanity sake. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be, be great. Fine. Not a good story, yeah. Josh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah. No. Uh, I, no. I suddenly just realized that all three of you uh, have adopted. And so I'm kind of the odd huh. man out. Although Catch technically up, we did adopt a very ugly dog a couple years ago. <laughs> um, That's one that Blake loves? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like. Yes. Is that coffee? Hideous or? looking coffee is his yeah, name. Yeah. Coffee. He's missing teeth at this point and just, he'll look at you and just and his tongue hang out. Yeah. <laughs> goofiest little grin. Um, he looks like that special hyena on, uh, <laughs> on Lion King. Very similar to that. Uh, but he's a very small dog, but, uh, that's the only adoption I have to contribute. You guys, uh, uh, well, we're praying for you to take James one seriously. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good call. Good call. 
I'm yeah. having a hard time taking care of the ones I have. So <laughs> if they survive I'm all 18 years, dumb. We'll, I'm we'll just see. being dumb. No, um, yeah, it's cool, man. Catch up with us. Yeah. Coffee's cute. It's, it's like one of those ugly, cute things. Yeah, it really is. He's so my fav- ugly, he's kind of cute. My favorite thing is you said Blake gets really upset if you comment Very, on if like he Almost ugly. to tears. I love that. <laughs> almost <laughs> to tears. Dead. You know, kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. That's his main homie right there. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Hey, so funny you mentioned uh, the hyena uh-huh. because I read yesterday that there was a lawsuit against Disney by some hyena conservationists when the Lion King came out because they said that hyenas are really not stupid. They're really smart. They know how to work to survive. They know how to hunt. They know how to do things. And and that movie portrayed them as dumb animals. I'm not sure how the lawsuit went, but I I read that yesterday. (laughs) I was waiting for like a joke. (laughs) It's a real story. It's a real story. It's It's real. real It sounds like a joke. Yeah, it does. But it's a real story. Oh, well, good times. Can you imagine being offended by goofy hyenas in a cartoon? Man. Randy, what would offend you? Let's talk about that. Let's give it a list. Much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not much, bro. Does it offend you how, how easily that's people what, are offended? Yeah, that offends me. That, I mean, that's it does bother me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, people, yeah. I saw uh, an interview of Elon Musk this morning, and uh, the guy that was interviewing him said, hey, you said this about so-and-so. What do you think about like what do you not think before you share your opinions and that's what he was like he's like it's my opinion I don't I'm like I'm not going to keep it to myself he's like yeah but don't aren't you afraid that people are not going to buy a Tesla or people are not going to um advertise on Twitter and he's like he actually uh referred to the Princess Bride yes, movie he did. Yeah. and he's like I'm just I can't remember the exact quote but it was like if it's say what I want or lose money I'll yeah. lose money every time yeah and that's where I'm coming from. I'm the exact opposite. I want to guard our advertisers on this podcast, so I'm not going to get into any of my, my uh, you know, controversial opinions. You know, I'm trying to keep some of that to myself. But well, you know, great old America uh, leads me to think about just the world, right? Because why wouldn't you? Climate of <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At, so goes hashtag yeah. way. Yeah. What do they say? What do they say? As goes America, so goes the world. Is that what they say? Probably. I'm sure that somebody sounds said that. very white nationalist, Josh. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> That's not my intention. I'm just trying to, as a poor segue into my question uh, for, for the week, is um, for the month, is, is if you could go anywhere in the world for one week, two weeks, whatever, I don't care. There, there's not like a lot of rules on this, like, like our um, throwback to our animal fights. There were there were some stipulations on that. The only stipulation on this is can't be here. Go anywhere you want for a couple of weeks. Take your family, take your friends, whoever. I don't care. Where would you go? Why would you go there? What would you do? Who would you take? So mine was pretty easy when I first thought about this. Uh, <laughs> immediately jumped out at me. Out of all the places in the world, I would just love to go to mountains to go elk hunting. The problem is I don't have the financial means, the skill or physical ability to traverse, <laughs> um, you know, the backwoods. But, you know, if I had a few weeks, man, I would uh, go. And I was telling my kids about this. <laughs> They're like, can we go? I'm like, uh, number one, it's an imaginary situation. <laughs> no one's going Number there. two, Absolutely the fact not. that y'all simply ask so many questions, uh, the answer is no. I'd be going by myself. <laughs> you would not be going with me on this trip. Uh, and I don't know who I'd want to go with. I mean, anybody who's chill. Uh, maybe a guide or something like that, but for Somebody me, who's strong enough to carry that uh, elk down the mountain. It'd be possibly yeah. if I get too tired. <laughs> but even if it was on a horseback riding or something like that, I just think you know a week or two in the mountains away from uh, you know phones and all that kind of stuff, just uh, hunting. You know, if you watch those hunting shows on television, like the elk bugling is yeah. an amazing sound, and I can't imagine what it'd be like being out in the mountains and actually hearing that and then responding and calling them in and all that. Also, sometimes yeah. they get really close. Like, some of those videos yeah. are insane. Yeah. Because they're yeah. huge animals. Yeah. I went to church with a guy in, uh, where where I was at before we moved to Snyder, and he had a place in the mountains in Colorado, and he would go bow hunting for elk. Yeah. And he said, you'd, I mean, they'd, they'd get they'd get super close. Yeah. And they're He's, massive. Yeah, it's like 20 yards on some of those. You know? Yeah, he said one time he was he was stuck because it was like... I don't know if the, the elk was in the rut or whatever, and he was looking, and he was like 
15 yards away, and he was hidden, and he's like, if this thing sees me, I'm, I'm a goner. Yeah. Whew. So, you know, I thought about, you know, obviously you'd love to go see, you know, things in Rome and the Colosseum and, you know, stuff. But, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I'd rather be out in the middle of nowhere yeah. with nothing around, yeah. like hunting, hanging out, smoking cigars at night <laughs> by campfire. I mean, you know, that's me. Yeah, man, the mountains are hard to beat for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> golf course. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Shocker. Augusta uh, or what? Yeah, we yes, but Pines. I want to play different. If it's a week, I don't want to play Augusta. Well, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> I would. I would play that five times in a row. But a place called Bandon Dunes. Uh, it's in Oregon. It's a golf resort off, off the cliffs of uh, Oregon right on the ocean. There's like four or five courses. You can just... I just play those all all week, just rotate. Whoever wants to go, whoever likes to play golf, loves the scenery, whatever. I'm in. So, how, how, how many times could you play that? Would it be like once a day? Yeah, probably. Uh, you could play 36. You could play 18 in the morning and 18 at, uh, in the afternoon. Cool. I mean, you'd be tired, but. Have you ever been to the golf course down in uh, at Big Bend? Lajitas Golf Course? Uh, yes. Is it nice? Uh, for a wedding. Yep. What's, it, what's it called? Uh, Blackjack's Crossing. Okay. Cool. But don't go in June because that's when we went. Uh-huh. And we teed off at 8, and it was 102 by 10. Sweet. Dang. So, I mean, the course was nice. It was still plush, but, you know, so just 102 to, degrees. Just to clarify, in this imaginary scenario, you can go anywhere and do whatever you wanted, and you're going without Lauren to play golf. Oh, gosh. See, now, now oh, no. you're leaving this newborn baby behind? This will be a fun no. thing to work out on your 18-hour car ride. I said anybody that wants to join. That includes Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's her dream. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she would love that. Be oh, a that's Randy. Randy's not taking Keely. I, know. I told him to their face, too. You ain't going. You ain't <laughs> but, but the difference is Keely didn't expect to go with Randy. Yeah, yeah, Lauren sure. expected to yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, she can go hike the cliffs. I don't know. I'll play golf. Man, I'm just messing. Go take a hike. <laughs> no, no, no I'm yeah, go get, a with, a hike. get a bike with training wheels. Go through the. <laughs> <laughs> we should pull that clip up. Yeah, the man. hole is getting deeper. Yeah. Can I, I can go on. next about a trip I like to take with my wife. Oh, you know? here we go. Oh, dude. my God. Bury me now. <laughs> uh, on, a, on a serious note, uh, my wife and I got married, and I still had a year left in school. And the plan was to finish school, graduate, go on a honeymoon. So we didn't really take a honeymoon. And then about two months later, somehow she got pregnant with Boston. So we were expecting to do that that honeymoon after the end of our first year we get pregnant, everything changed. So, like, we didn't really ever take a honeymoon. And it's just in these last probably five, ten years we've been began taking trips just us two. And what I've found is, like, what I said earlier is, like, just even if it's just one night, getting away, unplugging, get away from your phone, and just having some time with just your wife is absolutely incredible. And we both love the mountains more so than, like, the beach as well. If you had to pick one, we would do both. But, like, if you had to pick one, we'd do mountains. But... It would have to be something where we could go be in the mountains, but something around like catered food where we have all these different food options because we love to eat and we love to to be in the mountains. And so it would be some kind of a combination with her where we're just eating and, and enjoying like the fresh air, the cool mountain breeze. I don't know where that is, but it would be something like that. That's nice. I'll go if she doesn't want to. Yeah. I love the cool mountain breeze and food. I wouldn't go with Hunter because I don't like golf, but it's fine. That that leaves one space for, oh, let's see, who could go with you? I'm definitely you not going anywhere after that follow-up <laughs> from Josh. I love you, babe. Um, so I, I I would probably, if I had one week, I would, I would like to take a week with my wife uh, and go to London. So, so in 20, I guess 2019, I uh, went on a mission trip there. And it was really cool. Like, it was just a really neat place, and you kind of got to see um, these super historical places. And we we were there for seven days, uh, and of those seven days, we had, like, six hours to sightsee and, like, do that kind of stuff. And so um, I felt like there was a lot unturned um, to go there. So so that's where I would like to go. Um, but my wife won't make the flight. She's <laughs> like, I won't do it. And and so so we went, we went to 
Atlanta for a ministry conference uh, a few weeks ago, and it's the first time she'd flown in eight years, and I think it was just like anxiety of being on a plane for that long or whatever. Uh, so we get on the plane, go to Atlanta, and it was like it couldn't have gone better. I'm thinking, okay, this is awesome. Like we we boarded in the C group, like we were we were last on Southwest, so you get to pick your own seats. And I thought, there's no way we can sit together; it's going to be miserable. We got to sit together. It's like the Lord protected those seats for us, smooth sailing. And I'm like, this is awesome. And and she thought that like this is great. And so I'm thinking in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm like, I bet I bet I could work this out. Like we could we could try to go. And we fly back, and we're in the air. Same thing, sit together, we're in the air, 10 minutes. And that plane started doing some gnarly stuff. It was oh. bouncing up and down to the point where the guy, the guy next to me woke up. He was snoring, took his headphones off, and was like, did we just land and take off? <laughs> and so at that point, I feel like, I feel like my trip to London is, is kind, of, kind of done. That's out. But that's where I would go. There's this place there called the Golden Chippy, and it's just this hole in the wall. Fish and chips place. Some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life. That's awesome. It was awesome. It's like the fish and chips is kind of like the, it's actually not the national dish of London. Do you know what it is? What? Curry is the national dish of London. What? Curry? Yeah. That seems odd. Is it Indian food? Mm-hmm. A lot of Just Indian immigrants came over and they just, you know, it's it nuts. Anyways, um, this place, Golden Chippy, so good. There, there are thousands and thousands of restaurants in London and they had at one point on TripAdvisor the best Fish and chips in all of the city, wild. Hmm. Anyways, but yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be a fun time. When you, know, you get fish and chips, what kind of fish is it? Do you think? I don't it, know. Do you have options, or is it just like you say? It's just I, fish give and me chips? some fish and chips, there, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I think that was Australia. Put some more shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp. It's close enough. I don't know. I I feel like I should know this. Cod, Pollock. Oh. Did you, do you want to get the fish and chips in yeah, yeah. Snyder, Texas today? No, not not here. <laughs> I did see there's a food there truck is, in town. I did see that. Advertising. Hunter, why, you have your phone. Why don't you why don't you search what what type of fish in fish and chips? Uh, I had fish and chips twice there. Once was um, at what they call the Mayflower Pub, which is is where the actual Mayflower ship was was kind of docked. They had some things there in the Thames River that was blocking their passage, and so they were there. And that was like the last place they that's were crazy. in London before they came over to the to the U.S. Cod, cod. That's what yeah. that's what I thought cod. it might be. Nice. Hey, when you were in London, cod. did you did you like do any Jack the Ripper stuff? Yeah. So we didn't take any kind of tours like that, but we we walked from like so we went to what they call Curry Curry Row Curry Lane, and it's just there were probably twenty five Curry restaurants on this one that's street. Wild. To the point where the missionary that was with us, we're, we're walking in this big group of 15 people. He's like, he's like, all right, we're going to get halfway up this block, and they're going to come and try to get us to go to their restaurant. And sure enough, we're halfway up the block, and this guy's like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll feed your whole crew for X amount of pounds if you come to my restaurant, whatever. Anyways, we go around that corner to to a church, and, and it was kind of like the area that Jack the Ripper was. Yeah, and so they were wild. like, Jack the Ripper killed someone down this street. It was really cool. I mean, not that he killed someone to the street, <laughs> but that we were there. Good and, uh, and then we went to King's Cross, Harry oh, Potter yeah. fan. That's right. right. And, and at that point, I was a staunch opponent of Harry Potter. I was like, Harry Potter's dumb. Matter of fact, they sold Turns like— Turns out it still is. I don't know, man. I thought so. I protested. I, I didn't go in the shop. I sat by the escalator in the King's Cross train station watched everybody do their thing i was like this is stupid and i got home and was like i wonder if it's stupid turns out it's not really stupid (laughs) kind of liked it kind of liked it thought it was cool but the only thing i could think of while i was there you know went to some pretty cool places the only thing i could think of was man if we didn't win the war against these people we'd be speaking their language right now (laughs) (laughs) you ever think about things like that i mean like man are you going to keep that in? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Dude. But it was cool. Full English breakfast, all that kind of stuff. So I'd go there. And then you can uh, get similar. Do you have an English muffin? <laughs> there it was just called a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and a muffin. You can get similar fish and chips here. No, nah, man, dude. I'm telling 24/7. you. 24-7. I'm telling you. You know that. where it is? Where? Long John Silver's. <laughs> I don't know. You can. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, so that'd be cool, and then I would I would spend another week with my family in the mountains. Mountains be good. Yeah, I really missed the cue on that question, didn't 
Everybody included wife and family. I didn't. Well, nobody's invited to except for a guide. <laughs> but to be fair, you said you said nobody's invited. You said anybody who wants to come. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Like Brad down the street is going to go, and you'd be okay with that. <laughs> but you're not going to invite. Open invitation. You're not going to invite your wife. It's good. It's fine. Okay, well, Paula from Accounts Receivables. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we, we talked ad nauseum about like what, what we can do to be better men of God. Um, we had that, that long series. If you haven't given it a listen, hopefully you will. So I thought we would talk about something different. And, and several months back, Randy mentioned this, um, just kind of the idea of our daily habits, how we handle growing closer to God in, in our lives. And so what, what say you? Shall we talk about it? What say you? What say you? <laughs> I was trying oh, to let it go. Sorry, oh, that's, like, that's part of that's part of me thinking about losing the war like to Great Britain. <laughs> what say ye? <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Uh, no, so I mean, I mean, uh, I think some of us in this group do better with routine and you know just some form of like kind of structure. Uh, others in our group are kind of willy nilly life. You know, by the seat of their pants. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just making generalizations, right? And so, uh, for me personally, uh, having some structure and routine is just better for me. Uh, and so, I actually have kind of a morning routine and evening routine uh, are, are really the two big ones that I do. Uh, and so, um, you know, everybody thinks about a morning routine, but, uh, you know, I think a good morning routine actually starts the night before. So having a good evening kind of shutdown routine is is helpful. So uh, that's what I was just thinking about, uh, about those kind of things. Uh, interesting to hear how you guys kind of operate without any kind of routines. Uh, or maybe you do, and I just don't understand, um, which I, I'd love to hear about all of that. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, that, that's all. That was, the, that was the idea behind it. Again, some days I do better than others. It's not I'm not as consistent as I want to be. That's the common theme of my whole life. I've got really great plans, really great ideas. Uh, on my tombstone, it's going to say Randy Green. Here lies Randy Green. He had the best intentions. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, again, sometimes I do better than others. But um, essentially, you know, I want to get up every morning and I kind of want to start the day kind of taking care of myself right off the bat. Get up early. I want to exercise. I want to read the Bible. Uh, I want to think about. Uh, the day I want to be intentional about how I spend my day, but in order for me to do that, I have to make sure I kind of go to bed well the night before. Uh, I generally have my workout clothes already planned. Um, I have, you know, my water and pre-workout, all that stuff made the night before. So when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to mess with any of that, just kind of get right into it. How all that looks kind of changes from time to time. And again, some days, you know, I'll just be honest here lately, just had a lot of stuff on my mind. And so like in the evenings, I have not been able to wind down as easily. And so I've, you know, I've got a, a, a decent patio with a TV on the back porch. And so I've, sometimes I find myself kind of winding down, just kind of chilling out there, uh, watching something, you know, NBA playoffs, been watching a lot of that here lately. Uh, and so I haven't done as well, but I do think it's important and it's something I strive to do. Do you have certain things you do in the morning? You said you said you do, you break it up in the morning and the evening. Yeah. So for me, Bible study happens in the morning. And so, um, I generally get up and go work out pretty quick because I enjoy working out, but I will also find a million reasons not to do it as well. It's kind of one of those really weird things. Uh, and so I actually go work out before I even have time to really think about it a whole lot. So I like to just get up and go and get it, you know, I'm kind of at the gym before I even realize what happened. Uh, and then after that, between my workout and when I have to go to work, uh, I usually spend time with the Lord during that time. And again, sometimes it's amazing and it's awesome and, you know, going really well. And some days it's, you know, it's a bit of a struggle, but um, that's when I try to do it. And that's, the location for that has changed some. Uh, sometimes I do it in my vehicle when I get to work, like I get to work early. Uh, sometimes I do it in my office um, at, at work, but, um, you know, try to get that in uh, most mornings. Some days I do travel, I have to leave pretty quick and um, haven't done as well then. But yeah, my Bible reading and stuff normally happens in the morning. And you follow a plan? Yes. Yes. Are you a morning person by nature? So I have had to become a morning person just because I, you know, work in the oil field now and it starts pretty early. And so. 830? Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, when I first started in the oil field, I had to be at work by 530 a.m. So 
uh, I quickly became a morning person. But I, I think I'd There's naturally... two 530s in the day? <laughs> yeah, there is. I don't even know if I'm there breathing is. at 530. I generally like to stay up later. And, uh, um, but I've, I've, I've gotten to where now I just get up, you know, uh, when my alarm goes off, I, I get up, get out of bed, go about my business. So right now my alarm's set for 5am most mornings. Do you take, do you take breaks from that? So like if yes. you don't have to go to work, you're yes, not up at 5am. Sure. For sure. So I used to work shift work. And so essentially how I was thinking about it, I was thinking about like a wind down routine and a startup routine. Uh, because I would work shift work. And so sometimes I'd work nights and I wouldn't even wake up. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd work all night. I'd get off work at 6 a.m. in the morning. I would sleep till like noon or whatever, or maybe even 2 o'clock in Me the too. afternoon or something. And so I couldn't really have a morning routine in the truest sense. I just called it a startup routine. You know what I mean? Like when I wake up, here's the steps I'm going to take to kind of get myself going and get myself started in the right direction. Uh, and I do find, man, I can be very reactionary, you know, just kind of get up and just do whatever has to be done and, uh, you know, take care of the task and the, you know, the things on the calendar and just kind of take whatever's coming at me without actually being really intentional about the about the way I'm living my life or what I'm doing. And so for me, that time when I first wake up and I say when I first wake up, like within the first hour to two hours of, of me being awake that I've actually kind of thought about my day, thought about the Lord, thought about how I want to live my life that day. Um, you know, the kind of guy I want to be, the kind of stuff I want to do with, and that, that includes looking at the calendar at the end of it and looking at the task I have to get done and, and all of those things as well. But, uh, just having intentionality about the day I think is, is awesome. Uh, conversely, when I wake up if there's, it didn't happen very often these days, but it does happen where I wake up pretty quick before I have to be somewhere. Uh, I feel rushed. I feel out of sorts. I feel like I don't get my feet underneath me like for the whole day. I just feel like I'm behind already for the whole day. So hard to catch up on that. Very yeah. hard, very hard. And I, I try to avoid that. Like I said, it, it doesn't happen often at all. But when it does, I'm not a fan. So I've dominated the conversation quite a bit. So I'm done. Doing good. You guys get after it. Keep it going. Nope. <laughs> he says. Nope. <laughs> what about the other guys? Do you have any kind of routines that you do? Josh, you're a routine kind of guy. Yeah, I'm extremely routine oriented uh, to a fault where if I don't have a routine, I can really fall apart. Um, also, if I have like excessive free time, I tend to make bad decisions pretty quick. So I need some structure and I need some routine. I need to kind of keep grounded and kind of moving in the direction I know that God wants me to go, I also know that that can become like an idol and a bad thing, yep. but for the most part, um, it helps me stay healthy. And so I'm much more of a morning person than a night person, kind of always been that way. I am probably not awake if you text me after 9, 9.30 at night. I'm usually not just in bed, but on my way to sleep, usually on those hours. Um, and I'm up fairly early in the morning, but having a lot of kids, uh, what I found is is... I tend to be best in the morning and to really spend quality time with God. I probably need to do that before the kids wake up just because it limits distractions and I have the ability to focus. So I wake up and the first thing I do is do coffee and kind of just time with God. um, And then kind of go into like either getting them to school or, or helping them transition like for whatever, if it's, it's about to be summer, so it's not all going to shift, but right now it's like time with God and then it's getting them ready for school and all that. And then I'll work out, between like getting them to school and going to work, I work out in that little window in my garage. So you feel, do you feel pretty alert? Like you said, you kind of roll out of bed, drink coffee and get right into like the word. I mean, you feel pretty clear headed at that point already. Most days. Sometimes it's definitely more difficult. Um, so the way I kind of do my reading plan too, is I almost have some warm up stuff that that kind of gets me geared up and yeah. that it's really like that last kind of bit. That's really my intentional focus. So some of it's kind of warm up, wake up all that. And then it's like, I I'm getting into it, but it's like that last kind of 15, 20, 30 minutes. That's, that's kind of the money shot. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that's kind of like my basic morning routine. Um, I have a reminder that goes off right after lunch and the reminder is really just a, is just a reminder to kind of be mindful of God. So just to kind of like after lunch, trying to just pause and be mindful. One thing that I've started doing this year is trying to work in more Bible memorization. And so like right after lunch, like I might pray for a second. I might review some of that stuff I'm memorizing. I may review what I'd read that morning. 
Sometimes I might just skip it, but I'm just trying to be more mindful of God kind of throughout those pockets of the day. And then after after work is just kind of all family stuff. It's either hanging out with a family, doing some kind of whatever sport or practice we're in, or it's whatever it is from the evening is kind of all family-focused. The kids who need help are in bed by 8 or 8.30, and the rest kind of put themselves to bed at some point. But from 8.30... Uh, from that moment on, uh, me and Callie are like watching TV and hanging out and kind of decompressing. And then I'm usually asleep by nine thirty, ten 10 at the latest. So here lately I've been going to sleep at nine and it feels so good. So that's kind of like a general process of a weekday. And that helps me a lot. I struggle with, um, with structure and I don't know, you know, something I've tried to, uh, you know, Randy, you said something about your tombstone. Mine will be like, here lies Josh Lott. Squirrel. I'll, just forget, I'll just forget to write the rest of it, you know, until I'll be like, I'll put it off until, until the day before I die and then just won't have time to get around to it. But, um, no, I, I, I can't like, I've tried to be an early morning person and I, I've, I've really wrestled with this for a long time. Like, is it, is it me not being responsible or some people wired that way? Um, I worked at a job one time and, and it was, it was not like a typical, nine to five like it was it was there was some flexibility uh you can come and go throughout the day and i remember uh, working there and it was it was my first real position and we'd start the day and, and it seemed it seemed minimally important to me to be there on time because it was just we were just shooting the bull for probably the first 20 minutes of the day and the boss finally had enough of it and he's like i want you here at nine and 15 minutes Early is on time, on time is late. And I'm like, well, I, then my mind was just totally confused. I, my yeah. mind was blown. But he's like, what kind of what kind of quality of life do you have when you're when you're somewhere one or two or three minutes late? And I was like, fine. I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. And I've been convicted about that. Like I do think punctuality is important, but I, I, I've I've kind of really wrestled over the years about like, should I get up, <clears throat> get up at six thirty? in the morning and, and do those things. And, you know, Josh and I go, so you're sleeping in <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Josh and I, uh, we, we take family vacation together and, and, um, you know, odds are by the time I'm up, they've already cooked breakfast. Everybody's eaten. So they'll save me a couple of biscuits and some <laughs> eggs. You know? I, I mean, seriously, that's, that's just kind of how it is. Um, and, and I, I had, I had had some conversations with some very successful people, um, both spiritually and and um, materially, I guess you could say. I mean, they were kind of like, "Hey, man, God, God has wired us differently. As long as you can yeah. operate in those parameters." Um, and so, my day doesn't doesn't start at six thirty. I'll I'll take the kids to school, and and I would like to say most days uh, hit the gym after that. Uh, but my day doesn't really start until I get in the office and get a cup of coffee, and I can sit down and think about things. And again, I, I would like to say that I've got this schedule of routines, but um, it happens. I just, I just sometimes don't know when. Yeah, you get stuff done. There's happen. no question. You get stuff done. Th- that's all. Like, yeah. like if you ask Josh to do something, it will be done on time and with excellence. You just don't know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I think he made a video for our church for Easter, and it was phenomenal. But he got it to us about noon the day we needed it at four. You know, like <laughs> it is a great that video. Was, that was way ahead of deadline for me. <laughs> It's funny because Josh and I will work uh, closely together on certain projects. I do. I have kind of a side hustle, I guess, that I work nights a few days a week doing graphic design for a t-shirt company, graphic design loosely, uh, but I know enough to get myself in trouble. And so Josh will come and be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking about a shirt for this event. Can you help me with that? I'm like, yeah, sure. When do you need it? Uh, this is a Monday. Ah, by Wednesday. And then uh, this Monday, Monday afternoon, he's like, hey, have you worked on that shirt yet? And I was like, when do you need it? You need it Wednesday? I'll get it to you Wednesday. But, no, that's just that's how I operate. And, and um, luckily, I've always been in an environment where people can can kind of realize that and, and you know, learn that personality. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying um, that I would advocate doing that. I'm trying to grow. Uh, I serve alongside Randy in our kids ministry, and, and he's done a really great job of, of just kind of showing me, hey, these are some things you need to think of on a regular basis, and this is how you do it. And so I'm grateful for people like that in my life. But, yeah. We get it done. We get it done. Me me and Josh Lyles are polar opposites in some of that. Um, and I don't think that's wrong. I, I think there those guys that 
whoever you said the successful guys, I think they're right. Like you've got to kind of operate the way you are wired and gifted. You might have to compromise some things depending on the organization or the scenario you're in. But I think the more you can kind of operate in line with your gifting, the more that you're going to thrive and probably do better work. You know, like if you tried to fit into my routine, you'd you'd probably suffocate and hate it and be miserable. Like in the, so just because it's helpful for me doesn't mean it's helpful for you. I think I have a tinge of ADHD. I might have like 79 HD, you know, <laughs> not all 80, not all 80 of them, but I got a little bit. And so I'm trying to like, think, okay, I think I, I want to get to, I, I, I listened to this the other day. Um, I was, I was scrolling something and somebody's like, adult ADHD um, is a real thing. And think about it this way. You have a project you want to get done. You want to get it done and you know, it's important. You know, it wants to, in, in, in your mind, you're like, I want to get this done. You just can't find time. To, you just don't, you just won't do it. It's like a magnet, you know, There's like so many other things vying for your attention. Like new pens are coming out, dude, you know, I saw one the other night. Funny, new funny pocket, story. New There's new stuff that you need for camping. There's like funny waterproof story, paper right? and stuff. Did you see that video? You, see, you have waterproof Did you see paper? that video of the, <laughs> here's what, here's what's funny. Okay. Um, the, the, the group that we do lunch with, I believe it was Randy saw the, saw a video of this pencil that will turn the lead as you hey, write. You see how he, he's no, just trying to this from his point? <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about something There's totally. that 79 kicking in. Bro, he's, he's excited me, about this. He sends me this video of this pencil, and I thought, oh, that's cool. I look it up, and it was like it was like 8 bucks. I was like, I'm going to buy it. And I bought it. It's a really good pencil. From the place I used to serve and used to live, guy that I worked really closely with there, sent me almost the same video, same pencil, different color. And, and so I took a picture of it, sent it back to him. I was like, it's a great pencil. I've got it already. So people, that, that's, that's awesome. me. That's me. That's what I do. You know, other people know me. And, and then he responded with Kim, the lady that, that used to work with us is like, Kim thinks you're really stupid for that. <laughs> so same on both sides. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's been, there's been just some, some struggle on my end, just being transparent of, of trying to hold and maintain that rigid schedule. And so there are parameters that I have, and if I can hit things in those parameters, it's it's really good. Just kind of some margins or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't really have a schedule, a set schedule. I wish I did, and I've thought about it for a long time, but I've struggled to. I want to be a morning person, but I'm supposed to be at work at seven. I wake up at seven oh seven. Seven. We ate lunch together yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, this is how you get ready. I get up at seven oh seven. I was like, what time you got to be at work? He's like, seven. <laughs> also learned something yesterday. Oh, no. Do you yeah. guys take morning showers? Oh, okay. If I work out. Mm-hmm. See, but if you don't, you take I'm... a shower the night before and you're good. Yeah. Randy's shaking his head no. Oh, Why? Damn, what do you do during your sleep? You, you just lay there. <laughs> no, I'm saying I agree. Like, I he doesn't take morning showers. Shower, I don't take morning showers. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I take both. Weirdo, Lyles. Weird. I'm clean and I'm weird. You said it. Okay, I didn't. Hey, I really feel like when when Josh and Hunter talk, there's like a, a tinge of guilt because you don't fit into some mold that you feel yeah. like you're supposed to fit yeah. into. I feel that. And I don't know that that is a good thing or even an accurate thing. Yeah. I mean, Hunter, I feel like, I, I guess this is a, I don't really don't know if this is true. You seem like you're really good at your job and like it's going well, right? Yeah, because I, I mean, literally, I get there and I just get right at yeah. it. I open up my laptop and boom. I'm like, same thing with Josh. He's crushing up. kids' ministry. He's doing extra stuff. Like, crushing around it, the good trip. or bad? He's <laughs> doing good. It's you know pointless. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just because you don't fit into somebody else's mold or what you assume your day should look like. I don't even know what the word is. Like it, like yeah. an adult should do this. Like, I don't know that that's necessarily true. So I don't yeah. know that you should feel guilty. Now, if you're like being lazy and not doing your job and you're getting like, okay, that's a different conversation than like, yeah. Hey, I operate differently. Yeah. But I, I need to be doing both. Well, like yeah. I need to, I feel like I'm doing my job well right now. My work, but I'm not, and let, let me eight. let me clarify again. If you're supposed to be at work at seven, you should probably be there at seven. But <laughs> well, you, there's probably you know, some loose. Gets, I'll stay late. Yeah, you know, that's, but that's there's some looseness on like yeah. some of the other. Like I don't, you know, I don't have a ten minute quiet time every morning at six fifteen. Like I think you're okay, but like, yeah. are you pursuing God? Are you are you finding a time that really works for you where you can connect with God in a meaningful way yeah. on a consistent basis? That's a more a better question than. Do you do what I do in the morning? That's yeah, I can I like that. no, that, that's what I think's missing. Yeah, because I, I don't have that. Yeah, so I mean, well, some days I will. You know, I, it's a ten minute drive out to work, and I'll kind of use that for prayer time. Yeah, uh, most days I don't do them perfect. Uh, you know, every day, but um, as far as a in the word, you know, study 
you know, it's it's just kind of missing. I, I think like the talk of spiritual disciplines and routines, when it becomes the wider argument, is the the idea of the rule of life, which we've kind of talked about that personally, just outside of this podcast. But it's like, like you probably do need a set of like kind of like thinking through like the different areas of your life that you do want to grow in or need to grow in some different areas of life that you need some boundaries. I think we all need boundaries in certain areas. Like there's certain areas where we can all probably get into trouble if we, if we don't have some standards and and articulate that. But I think that idea of rule of life is just kind of thinking through the different areas of your life and really making sure that you're as healthy as you can be in those different areas. And some of that's like, are you taking an actual day off and unplugging from like your, your daily like grind of work? Like I'm, I, I'm trying to grow in this, but like really trying to figure out how to unplug like on Fridays from any kind of ministry related anything, you know, cause the rest of my life is pretty ministry and people focused. Like how can I kind of like make that Friday really a restful day in the Lord and doing things that refresh my soul that aren't necessarily related to youth ministry or preaching or the church or study or anything like that, you know? So I don't know. Like, like I think just thinking through your, all your life. So like for me, I need to go to bed on time if I'm going to wake up on time and start my day off the way I want to start my day. Um, If I want to kind of maintain, I don't necessarily want to get stronger or anything. Like I don't need to be, I just want to kind of maintain what I got, but in order to get it, you're really fit. (laughs) I am not as fit as I used to be. I'm just saying if I can, (laughs) if I can maintain where I'm at, that's good. But in order to maintain that, I got to put in a little effort and, you know, and sweat a little bit a few times a week. And so like, like, I'm going to put those that structure in my life because I need it. And so it's like figuring out what structure in your life is actually going to lead you. Like, a certain amount of structure might stifle you guys, but some structure might really help you get more healthy. And so, like, having some of that structure, having a real life could really maybe benefit you. Yeah. No. Because yeah, I think we're in a – is it a year? Is it Bible yeah. reading plan for a year? No, but, it's – uh, yeah. yeah, it's a chapter a day is all it is. And, yeah. yeah. So I, I can get in the habit in that of just yeah. checking it off and not really diving yeah, deep into the do. word and do that. So, but I got, I ordered this book. Well, I ordered two books. I ordered the <laughs> wrong book first, uh, same title, just a little bit extra at the bottom. Uh, it's called how to eat your Bible, uh, by Nate Pickowitz. So it says the, a simple, it's a simple approach to learning and loving the word of God. Um, and he talks about a seven year long Bible plan. So he talks about, I think it's, uh, similar to the MacArthur plan where you read, uh, a book of the Bible consistently every day for 30 days until you learn it. You, I mean, you, you just kind of grasp everything about it, uh, for 30 days and then move forward from That's there. Cool. So I think I might try to start that morning, evening, night. I don't know. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out, but carving out that time uh, of study, but doing that and uh, seeing where it goes from there as opposed to, you know, just kind of getting into a... Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Did you say carving out or carving out? Car- Both. <laughs> what did you Car- say? Uh, carve. Okay. Carving. I thought I heard carve, and I could not <laughs> call it back. Carved. Carved. Gosh, I hoped it, it was. If you just said carving out What'd time. You carb? I didn't hear it. Oh. Were you listening to me? Yeah, I just. I didn't hear <laughs> He's a little with headphones on. He better be. I didn't hear the. I don't know if you were looking. I think I might, I might have just misheard. Yeah. But man, yeah, I, I don't know if you were looking I mean, through I me while I was my fault. Hear, my fault. My I didn't fault. hear the B in it. But I, but then I mean, when he said maybe that, maybe I'm like, carving out while I'm reading the word of God. I don't, I don't know. Eating potato chips. <laughs> potato chip, no. yeah. Anyway, sorry but, to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, that's it. Well, hey, I, th- I think I think it's it's a good conversation to have. Just just like thinking about. How do we fit these things in? What do we do? What are our margins? Um, and maybe it's a conversation we can carry on the next podcast or two and, and uh, talk about what are some specific spiritual disciplines. That list is is as short or as long as you want to make it probably. And then maybe how, how can we set up a rule of life? But before we end today, a bit of encouragement for somebody who's struggling. What, what would you what would you offer somebody who's like, man, I don't I don't do any of this. I don't have any routines. I don't have anything that I'm not mindful of this. What would you what would you tell them? Well, first off, you can't ever start – you can't go, like, crazy big and make it unsustainable. You probably need to start small. I think you've talked about the habits uh, yeah. before. Like, pick one thing. Get good at that and then add something else. Like, I don't think you should fast for seven days and try – you know what I'm saying? Like, let's start small. Like, figure out whatever the one thing is you want to focus on. Focus on that and be content where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Then just grow from there. Yeah. I think the thing that 
has already been brought up, but I think it's just important to reiterate is uh, just the feeling of guilt because you aren't doing it like somebody else. Yes. You know, I think that is, I mean, so important because um, especially just in the culture we're in, you know, getting up early is kind of one of them things, you know, with the farmers and the, you know, all this kind of stuff, it just kind of uh, successful people. Yeah. You know, that's what people <laughs> do. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think there is a level of truth to that for a lot of people. But I think as we've already established, uh, it's not the way it has to be. So I think just finding out how you're wired and just embracing that. Um, and, uh, you know, not feeling guilty about not doing it the way somebody else does it. I think I, I hear that cause I've, I've been there and, and kind of have wrestled with that. I, I think somebody even said earlier, just intentionality, be intentional. Like if, if it's not something that you put a lot of thought into, do it and sit down and say, okay, this is how God, maybe I'm not, I'm not a 6 a.m. person, but the, this is my day. These are my margins. How can I fit these, these disciplines or, or whatever in so that I'm, I'm pursuing God intentionally throughout my day? I, I would say intentionality because it's not something that just happens. You have to think about it and, and put forth some effort to do it. So. Yeah. Prayer. I mean, just ask, ask God where, where he sees, you know, where you want to start. Uh, how to start it, you know, just see where he reveals that in your life and, and see where that goes. Just be mindful and prayerful about, you know, where to begin. Cause it doesn't look, yeah. Like, like we've said, it doesn't look the same for everybody. You know, I'm obviously not a morning person since I wake up seven minutes past my <laughs> time. I'm supposed to be at work. It's fine. You'll but, be a morning person when that baby comes. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> So are you going to come out and say, Dad? I don't know. Probably. I don't know why I said it that way. Hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. I know, I know this is, this is a sacrifice of your time and, and I'm grateful. It's fun for me. I love it. Love doing it. Hope, hope we keep going until we all die. Until the sun burns out. <laughs> until the sun burns. That's a better way of saying it. Anyways. Say you we? <laughs> What'd you say earlier? <laughs> what say you? What say ye? What say ye? Hear ye. What say ye? What say you? That's yeah, okay. Rest All right. Out. Well, hey, we'll we'll, con- uh, we'll continue upon approval of the men of pod. Uh, maybe we we'll continue this conversation because I think there's a lot of things we can talk about in regards to this. But for now, till next time, this is this time. Thanks for listening. What say you? Well, goodbye. Put another shrimp on the barbie!